Here we go. I pressed the big white button, so now it's a big red button. Pushing that button. Yeah. It means we're recording. It means you should talk and be... be... Oh, is this the thing you use for an intro? Is this your thing? Is this... Is this your your little gimmick on your show where you just hit record and then you use this as an intro and it's supposed Pretty to much. feel like really raw and organic yeah, and like really cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, Maybe More. You might not recognize this voice as the voice that starts out the show. I mean, I still usually am on the show, but I'm the, not the one who's who's doing the intro stuff. And that's because Michael is not here. Uh, Michael needed some days off. He, um, he He's tired. He needs some rest uh, because apparently it's a big big thing you need a lot of energy to keep me in check so i don't start to talk about political issues but i do have uh someone here to help me uh keep keeping me in check it's uh it's a good friend from uh, from from what's it called three extra lives it's tom how you doing hey marty how's it going yeah I, I mean obviously as somebody that has podcasted with you on the regular in the past i can absolutely sympathize with michael having to take some time off been there myself michael and you know, sometimes it's just a, a day off. Eventually, you might need several months off from Marty just to get back, <laughs> back, get yourself back on track. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have that issue. I'm pretty, pretty fine with myself. Uh, things work out for me, at least. So does that anyway this is a podcast about video games as michael wants to uh, usually says it so let's start out with what have we watched in in on netflix or whatever have you watched anything tom because i see you haven't put anything on the list so is that just you know a, a signal to me that you actually have been too busy with work and gaming and doing podcasts that you haven't watched anything well actually i have i have been watching a show on netflix called final space which Ooh. is an animated series that I've just been like going for a phase where I need a 20 minute show to watch. Mm. So I got through like Rick and Morty and I was watching a show called Spaced, which is basically Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, uh, their kind of TV show they did together before they kind of moved on to do Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. You know, it, it, it's really like, it's like the, the prologue to that almost feels like, mm. uh, and then I was like, okay, I need another 20-minute show. Saw Final Space. I, I think I'd watched the first episode like twice before because I'd watched it once, forgot about it, watched it again. And I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a shot. And actually, I'm, re I'm really enjoying that show as an animated show. It, I, I think I keep so going into good. animated shows of like, oh, it's, it's just going to be uh, nonsense. And there is a bit mm -hmm. of nonsense in it, but there's also a lot of like narratives in there and some quite deep stories told in a in a slightly light-hearted way but there's still some really impactful moments especially in the first few episodes which quite shocked me and actually felt a bit emotional watching it and it's just one of those animated shows that have come along and and, and surprised me i recently finished up bojack horseman which to me mm. is the pinnacle that's that's 
up there as probably my favorite animated show ever with regards to just how that was presented and the, the themes it touched on as well it, it managed to really cut cut deep and and trigger a lot of emotion within me which hmm. i i wasn't i wasn't trying to avoid i mean I, I i was there for it i was there for this show making me laugh making me feel sad and you know making me think as well and in a way final space is doing that not not quite as deep as bojack horseman but the, no. it's just a an enjoyable experience the story's fun as well the story's interesting like where's it going there's a bit of time travel in there which is always you know you know marty you know about time <laughs> travel you you like a bit of time <laughs> travel too yeah. that always adds a bit of spice but yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying final space so if, if you're looking for a 20 minute animated show just to scratch an itch i i think you, you might get it I, I've watched the first season of it. I don't know how far you got into to, to Final Space, but I've watched the first season, which is so good. I, I remember that I watched it last year when it came out, or two years ago. I don't know when it came out, but when it came out, I watched yep. it, and I was so it was so good, and I just loved the narrative and and the whole because there's something going on in the present, and then he tells the story sort of. You go back and see what's actually happening, and um, yeah, it, it's really really cool. I do have to say though that that season two hasn't captivated me as much, but I haven't only seen like two episodes or something from season two yeah, so I'm a, I don't a know. few episodes into season two and to be honest I'm still really enjoying it I did read mm. that season two it's kind of the the Rick and Morty season four thing where I read about oh Rick and Morty season four is not that good and I watched season mm. season four Rick and Morty and I was like this is really really good I'm really enjoying <laughs> yeah. it so I just need to stop listening to to people and make make my own mind up yeah, and absolutely. and yeah just just working my way through season two of that now so I think I think that's going to be hopefully renewed for for a few more seasons as well because I'd I'd like that to to continue. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's not like I think season two is bad or anything. It's just I don't feel like it's it's as good, or at, at least I don't remember it as good as season one. But I think that it's also sometimes I, I get this, you know, I watch something and I, I just. Uh, you know, loved it so much when I watched it, and then you're away from it for a while. So you you, you just have this memories going backwards, maybe a little bit of rose tinted goggles feeling that you know uh, I loved this so much. The first thing was so good, and now I'm watching season two, and it's it's not as good all of a sudden. What happened? And and I think if 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 you see if you binge watch everything at once, it might you might have a different view on it. Maybe I, I think something like that can. Um, no absolutely absolutely and i know exactly what you mean there when you have that break between seasons it it can almost dull some of your enthusiasm and Mm. then i don't know it's just a weird weird thing sometimes waiting between seasons as opposed to binging because i feel like you just continue the narrative and you continue to feel within that world and you don't get the disconnect of what between seasons generates yeah yep absolutely Anyway, something I've watched. I, I watched the Lucifer. I, it's something that it, it's a series that I, that I usually just, just put on while I'm doing the daily chores in World of Warcraft or things like that. Something I could put on in the background. Uh, and I've just really, I mean, it, it's not like it's a bad show. It, it's a, it's, it, I would say it, it's a, you know, it's, it's a little bit light on the story and more on the entertaining side. Uh, but it, it's just good fun. I really like Lucifer. I don't know if you watched the Tom, but I just finished up everything that's, that's on there right now. And, and I'm like, I, 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 I just want more i just really like the characters they're really good fun i've, I've never never watched this before. i don't know anything about it i mean if could mm. you sum it up in in a few sentences yes uh it's about the devil his name is lucifer morningstar he, he left hell to live on earth uh because he got bored of, of, of living in hell and, and now he's living like a playboy life on earth and then all of a sudden he runs into this detective 
um, who makes him vulnerable because he, you know he's the devil he's invulnerable normally but when she's around he can get hurt uh, so he injects himself into her life basically and he's becoming like a, a, a what's it called like a consultant uh, with the police and he's helping her solve murders and and he can he can you know uh, ask people what they're biggest desires are and they, they they just answer him they can't say they cannot answer and stuff like that so you basically just follow that it's like a cop show where there's, uh, there's like a, a case each week but there's also like a small overarching story and his brother well obviously the devil is also he's a fallen angel so his brother is an angel who then comes down and, and also gets part of it and you know in the beginning is very much against humanity as angels are apparently um, and then slowly you know also gets you know, starts to, to, to learn to know uh, humans and stuff like that. So it, it, it's, it's that, that's, you know, roughly quick summon up off the, 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 you, you kind of sold it to me. You kind of sold it to me. So I think good job. Yeah. Good job on that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but yeah, it, it's really entertaining. I, I would, I would say watch the first few episodes and then you'll, you'll, you'll probably get the, the humor and, and the style and because it doesn't really change much through the five seasons that are, that are out. But it's just, you know, it, it, it's lazy entertainment as I call it. It, it. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I like it. And is it, is it done or is it, is it continuing or? It's still continuing, I think, because I think the season five that is out right now, it had a really weird ending. It wasn't really an ending. Uh, and then it said, we'll soon be back. So I, I think it's only the first half of the season or something that's out right now. Uh, I, I have to admit it. I don't really know. I haven't really investigated why it, it, it stopped like that. I mean, just, you know, on top of my head, I could think maybe it's because of Corona that they just had to end it there or something. I don't know. Um, but it seems like there will be definitely be more because it didn't end. It was not an ending. It was very, very much a cliffhanger. So, yep. Anyway, uh, I also went to the cinema. Uh, I, I risked my life uh, <laughs> to go out to the cinema. Uh, luckily, we are uh, having the Corona situation I mean, I don't want to say that we have it under control because we know, you know, never know what's going to happen. But we have that it sounds pretty... like a bit of a political stim. <laughs> You're making up. <laughs> uh, we in Copenhagen, we have the 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 virus under control. I mean, that could, that could come back and haunt you, Marty. Same things like that know, on the airwaves. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's not like you know, there's no corona at all. It, obviously, you still need to look out and stuff like that. But I mean, compared look to look out other... for it, you know, look out your window. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. He's, corona is out today. I'll better stay home. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's uh, we have, we have opened up quite a, quite a few things in, in Denmark and cinemas is one of the things. Um, so uh, one of the movies that has been. That was it. I think it was supposed to release in July. It got moved to August, and now it, it got then moved to the end of August. And it's only it's not everywhere in the world. I don't think they have it in the US yet, but they open it up over here. Uh, and that movie is uh, Tenant, which is the new Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, which I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan. And when I saw the trailer for this movie, I was just blown away. And I was like, this is something I need to go watch. And yeah, I did, I, Tom. I, I did. I, I, I want to see that film because I want to. I want to see, you know, the story of David Tennant's life. I want to find out like <laughs> all about that. That yeah. sounds really interesting to me. Yes, it's not about that, is it? You, it's not. You about will. That. You will be surprised, though. You will be surprised. He has lived the life that is going uh, back and back, forwards and backwards. Uh, he, he's, he's even, you know. I, I thought he was a white man. Apparently, he's not. Um, so yeah. Um, you will be surprised about his life if that's what you think. 
Yeah, I think I think I might have might have read read the wrong synopsis on that. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, this movie is amazing. If you're into if you're into uh, action movies, first of all, it's an amazing action movie. Second of all, it's also an action movie that actually has a story. And third of all, if you know any of Christopher Nolan's movies, you always you know that a lot of the time there is a little bit of a mind-bending things going on and and you need that you need to wrap your head around and this is no i mean this is no uh, exception if you take all of these his movies and clone clone them together in one big mash of, of a movie uh then then you'll get this it's it's so cool the story's so cool and it's it's a movie that's difficult to talk about without spoiling too much i also don't want to do that um but i would only recommend you if if you you're feeling good about going to the cinema with other people uh definitely go watch it in the cinema it, it's definitely worth uh going to the cinema to watch it, it it's it's really really good especially always, if you sorry no i was gonna say i always feel like with nolan films like this as well they do really well not to give anything away in the trailers because i remember seeing a trailer for inception mm. and being like oh that looks that looks interesting but mm. i didn't know any of the story really it didn't it, it was enough to pique your interest to be like "Ooh, yeah that's something i'd like to see but when you went into it, you were like the trailer told me nothing of this like the trailer didn't give that away and i have i did watch a trailer of tenet and, and i was like like i don't know what's what's going on here and i know trailers sometimes just especially those action films they like to give away all the great action moments or mm. and i have like a real love-hate relationship with trailers that i love to watch them but i also don't because <laughs> because they give so much away but i i feel like with noland films they do a really great job of preserving that story without you know giving it giving it away they just give you a little tease of like this is the universe this is some of the action but the story remains a mystery yeah, yeah exactly and, and it's no difference here because i mean i've seen all the trailers to this movie because i'm I'm so excited it's a christopher nolan movie and I, and i know that you know that he is so much in control of everything that he he's the one who who's has, has edited these trailers he, i mean he he nothing is left for chance when it comes to nolan so i went in to the movies and i think the first half an hour i still had no clue what the hell was going on but it it was just it's a it's a ride you know you're just sitting there and you're just enjoying it and 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 slowly you know the, the the plot unfolds and you figure things out and uh, well some people fig- figure things out because I've seen a lot of uh, you know just uh, comments YouTube comments and uh, uh, just you know uh, videos about people like this is explaining the ending and uh, uh, trying to, to explain what's going on and I'm like I, I don't really feel like I need an exp- explanation I feel like when you're done you 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 understand what you just watched. Um, but I will say that you probably need to watch it two to three, maybe four times to get like all the small details because there is something where I, I was like, I spent like a whole day afterwards just thinking about that one specific thing and be like, why is it that it is that? Oh, it actually sort of makes sense. And, you know, just going through it in my head so many times because it is, it is mind bending and time bending. And then I haven't said too much. I think again you've done a good job of of selling it without spoiling it so it's it's, some, it's something I, I definitely want to catch sometimes i don't think i'm as confident as you yet to head out to the cinema where where i where i'm from but because uh, we're kind of <laughs> on the opposite of of doing well i think we're kind of 
yeah like things, yeah. things are things are going in the in the wrong direction unfortunately so yeah. it'll be it'll be something to check out at a later date but yeah something to absolutely. look forward to look forward to it it's it's a good movie i can absolutely recommend anyway i mean i feel like we, we reached the point where we can't we can't push it any more longer this is a video game podcast tom what have, what have you been up to well something i've i've dug out as a blast from the past i call it a blast from the past it's not it's not that old but <laughs> i'm back playing pokemon go i'm back what? Get, i've got that pokemon go bug again and i see most people on my friends list aren't playing it anymore and it usually it's usually the summer game for me it's usually the game where the weather's good you're going out for walks and stuff and it's just your walking companion just that game of gamifies your exercise and last year the main route i had because in, in the village i lived in it, it had one pokey stop that was it <clears throat> nothing else so i had to drive about 10 minutes to a lovely coastal area in northern ireland it's called called whitehead there's a great coastal path that leads up to a cliff-faced lighthouse there's a couple of gyms along there pokey stops i love it it's, it's like one of my favorite places to walk unfortunately that path fell into the sea and um oh. yeah so I had, yeah it's, it Oops. might have been my fault just i mean I, I can understand why you don't want to go out and go to the cinema and stuff if that's what's happening <laughs> yep it's all it's all falling apart here but know that the the path fell into the sea and i don't know if that's you know because of the amount of pokemon players that were pounding <laughs> pounding the pavement there i don't i think it, i think it was just mother nature but anyway a year later some some money later they fixed all the path and it's looking better than ever and i fired up pokemon go again it's like oh well the path's fixed you know maybe it's time to to get back into it and i'm like oh my village now has three pokey gyms loads what? of pokey stops we have a level 40 player that must have been submitting to uh, Niantic for these new areas and I'm like oh now I've like got stuff that I can just literally go out of my house and, and go do this so this week reinstalled it got got on it again so from my house when I open up the app I can see the gym I can see the gym and I'm like oh yep there's my Pokemon in the gym and I'm just just enjoying that using it as an excuse to go, go for a walk and I've, I've been trying to do that anyway during you know lockdown keep mm. at least going out once a day obviously irish weather pretty bad <laughs> lots of rain so i've been using that like if it's not raining i need to go go to see see somebody's took over a pokemon gym i'll go knock them out and just just using it as an excuse for that but just enjoying it just enjoying the kind of new features that's in there there's like team rocket battles in there mm. they've now added like a mega evolution thing which i don't i don't really research much in pokemon all i'm doing is, is playing it very casually i know i know you know some people marty that get, get yeah. very serious about very serious I, I, about pokemon and and, and yeah, have I, additional apps and spreadsheets and i, I, all I think that. i know i think i know a person or two yeah 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 but <laughs> you know that's that's great that's great that that can be done as well but i'm just just kind of using it as a as an extension to exercise and it's just cool it's just it's it's always there you know it, and it's kind of funny looking back that it's been since what 2016 that came out and yeah isn't it isn't it I, I don't know i don't but no, i know i mean i, I look at my think... account it says two, 2016 i started it almost mm. feels like it's longer than that it feels like it's it's been out longer but i think you're right i think it was about 2016 because i think it was about the time that i started freelancing and um actually i just googled it here and july 6th 
2016. So yeah, you're right. It's for four years old. Um, and yeah, still going strong, apparently. I mean, yeah. I think well, one of the things, I, because we used to live in a quite new area where, you know, it was actually not 100% on the map yet on, on, on in, in Pokemon Go. And I remember that why we lived there, we went into, because the, apparently they used like an open tool map that, you know, people can contribute to. And, and I remember we were actually contributing by updating the map and say, all right, here you here's a path and stuff like that. And I, I think... It didn't take like more than like a few months, and then it was actually updated inside the game as well. So I, I do believe that if you don't go do these things, it it, it, it is being updated quite frequently. Yeah, it's it's good for good for rural areas and newer areas as well to to have this happen. And, and yeah, it's just it's just like for me, I know the Pokemon Go craze started something and. I feel like a few games have come along since and I'm looking at you Wizards <laughs> Unite and I feel like <laughs> I feel like just not, nothing else has, has come close just to the, the simplicity no. and, and the execution of Pokemon Go and I was really excited for Wizards Unite and that, that hype lasted about a day after it was just like this isn't I, okay I, I played it for quite a while I think it had a lot of like uh, uh, quality of life improvements compared to um to Pokemon Go, but I, I do admit, uh, I do agree with you that it didn't last. The, the craze didn't last as long as with the, Pokemon the, Go. It, the quality of life for me, well, there wasn't because it it ate up about twenty times more data. So, oh really? Yeah. So I hit my data cap in like a day with it, and I was like, "Yep, this isn't going to be viable." Ah, uh, right. Okay, I, I didn't even know that. It's pro- problematic, you know. But yeah. Long, long story short, back, back in Pokemon Go, <laughs> ca- catching new Pokemon and doing doing all that doing all that good stuff. It still still feels as good as ever when you take a break from it. Like I, I haven't played it in a year, and I come back and I'm like, yep, I'm just feeling that freshness with it again. And I think it's just that game that you can go away from it and come back because you don't lose anything really. You don't miss out on anything. If, no. if you've missed an event, it kind of just ends up in your backlog, and you can go and do it now anyway. So. Mm. I mean, yeah, if you're a hardcore Pokemon player, you're probably not going to be like taking year long breaks. But if you're playing on a bit more casual side, then mm. it's it's always there for you. And it's I think it's it's re- relatively easy just to pick up and start playing again. Yeah. I mean, the mall, we used to go to a mall uh, because the because it had like probably 30 gyms or some 20 gyms or something. It was crazy because the mall actually sponsored um the game or something or they, they you could buy into it as a company so that's why they had so many poker stops so so people just love just going there just to sit there and, and and fight in the gyms and stuff like that um so but, but i think that sponsorship has ended so so yeah that we don't have that mall to go to anymore and then it's not fun and then you know why bother <laughs> <laughs> groceries marty groceries oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah Anyway, I've been playing uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the second installment of the reboot. Uh, I finished it, and I do believe that I did talk a little bit about on the show about that. I don't feel like the story was as good as the first one, and I, I think that that's still where I am. It's still a good game, still enjoyed it, but the story's just not as good as the first one, I think. I don't know, have you uh, played any any of the reboots of, of uh, Tomb Raider? Yeah, I played through the first one and I started Rise of the Tomb Raider and I think I just, I think I even got to a point where I was playing through it and then I went traveling 
and that kind of interrupted my session and I never really got back into it. It's almost at the mm. point now where I feel like I need to restart it, that, that I've kind of forgot what the story is. And I felt like it was just, it was it was more of, they built on like more of the same kind of just mm. what was in the first game. And and I totally agree, like the, the reboot on the, the first Tomb Raider game, like that that storyline was was gripping and and really interesting and i can't really remember anything to do with rise of the tomb raider but but that's probably <laughs> just because i don't think i was i was maybe about eight hours in but i can't i actually can't i couldn't tell you what it was about now i've just totally no. totally blanked on it so that that might be a, might validate what you're saying as well or it's just me being old and forgetting stuff so maybe we <laughs> don't look into that too much <laughs> that's not done. That's not done. Anyway, uh, since I finished uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, I jumped into another game that I actually started, and I, I played this game on PlayStation Three back in the days. But it was towards the end of the PlayStation Three, so that's why I never finished it. So I was like, "Hey, I sh- I like this game. Let's go back to it." The game is Sleeping Dogs. I now got it for the PlayStation Four because. Why would I play on my PlayStation 3? It makes no sense. Um, so, <laughs> so I got it for the PlayStation 4, and I'm playing through it right now. And, I mean, you can definitely feel that it's an older game, but it still feels and plays really well. And it actually, there's just something about it that reminds me of the the old, I can't really, I don't want to call it old school, but like older open world games it has that feeling to it where everything you do in the old it's not just go and collect a million feathers around (laughs) the town it actually everything actually you know sort of makes sense what you're doing uh and i don't know that has just something about it It, that 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 old ways of doing open world games it was it's just so cool i really really enjoyed um have you have you tried it I have, yeah. I, I this is a game I've actually bought twice. I, I haven't, I haven't completed it. It, it again. It was a game I think I start. I started on PC at some stage, and I got to a point where I put it down. And then when I came back, I saw there was a remastered version of it. So I picked up the remastered version of it. And I, I think I, you know, I think I was quite deep into the story and the story is quite interesting because you're kind of playing as like a double agent aren't you of like somebody working mm. in the yakuza but you're also a, a police officer as well and there's yeah. always like real tension in the in the various storylines and yeah yeah and i really like when you when you do those undercover missions uh, for instance when you're driving a car and if you hit people and stuff like that you actually have like a police score that goes down so uh, so you still have even though you're undercover you, you can't just you know, do everything you want to. You still need to to uphold the law to a certain extent. So, um, so it has like small, small, cool details like that. Yeah, I mean, it, in all intents and purposes, it's it's GTA in Hong Kong, but yeah. um, it's I think it's, it's they drive on the left side of the road. It's so wrong to me. I mean, you feel like home probably, but it's yep. so wrong to me. Well, you know, it used to be a British colony, so that's that's how you know. That's how you know. But uh, yeah. Sleeping Dogs is, is one of those games I'd love to go back to and, and finish up as well. It's And I think it, it does hold up really well. It's, it, it always visually looked really amazing as well. I've, I've been to Hong Kong and just the, the, the vibes that you get from playing that as well. It's mm. it really kind of resonates. And yeah, it's again, I, I just have a lot of trouble playing open world games these days because they are so 
open <laughs> and there's mm. so much so much to do and just trying to stay even somewhat disciplined to just play through the main story i think it's just it's just hard isn't it because it's like oh yeah. there's something over, there's some event over here or and i think sleeping dogs actually does that quite well that the side stuff feels interesting and feels like you want to do it as well it's mm. it's like you can just easily get distracted to, to go do that and you're like oh yeah the main story the main story mm. i i gotta do that as well but yeah i mean the i think the only complaint small complaint small thing that i have at the moment is is that you know the combat is a lot a lot of like you need to dodge or you know um uh, uh, uh counter. counter the attacks and stuff like that which that is fine um but and a lot of time you're, you're you're fighting against like 10 people at once and things like that and i think that whole thing works quite well but but i was doing a story mission where um i had to fight some people jump downstairs fight some more people and then run to a toilet and I fight some more people again and then the mission was over but the thing is that there's no checkpoints within that storyline so every so every time i got one time i got to 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 the toilet which is the last area and i and i had one guy left and then killed me and then i had to go all the way back and do it all over again that 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 pissed me off a little bit especially <laughs> since i was like on my 12th try or something like that especially because so. you died in the toilet that would piss you yeah, off Yeah, exactly it did piss me off well done tom well done <laughs> that's what i'm here for that's what i'm here for. that's what i'm getting paid for <laughs> yep but i like that I, I know in the combat as well you have like the interactions with the in the environment as well can you, you can like throw people mm. in dumpsters and put people's heads through telephone boxes and stuff it's, <laughs> it's, kind, of, it's kind of goofy in a way but it, it's kind of fun at the same time I mean, it has that kung fu movie feeling to it yeah yeah it? exactly yeah yeah anyway uh you've been playing something a little bit also open worldish. yeah i've been scratching my mmo rpg itch with guild wars 2 which i know you've been revisiting as well i don't know if it yeah. was because i was playing it that you got curious again it was uh, to do that but guild, guild wars 2 is is a is an mmorpg that came out in in 2012 and i picked it up on launch and and fell in love with it for about two weeks i was like so into that game and then i went on holiday for two weeks and i came back and and the, the person i was playing with was way far ahead it wasn't actually you this time marty it, it, was, oh, a, it okay. was a it was a mutual friend and oh. then i just kind of lost a bit of the magic of just not having that but, initial experience and it's a game that but, i've kind of but we played together as well i remember and and the same thing happened in guild wars 2 that was it because i didn't join or something and then all of a sudden i was way ahead i think something's happened similar. i mean that happens all the time so probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's a game that i've kind of gone back to maybe for put in a few hours and then been like yeah you know i like it but i just i don't know i'm missing some some connection with it but anyway recently i i just was like you know i'm gonna give guild wars 2 another shot i, I want to give it another shot like I, I there's something about that game that i've just I know I'll like it, but there's just something, and I don't know if it's just because I'm playing it on my own or or what. But anyway, I went back into it and I picked up one of my classes that was was fairly low level. And I was like, I'm just going to play through this from the start and just immerse myself in that. And I was like, I really enjoy the the thief class, which is actually the class I played when I initially got the mm. game, and I kind of 
shelved that, deleted it or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to this class that I played initially that I, I really enjoyed. And then someone some just kind of clicked this time that I was just like, yeah, I'm really loving the world, the, the you know, the dynamic events that are always popping up. The, the world feels alive. There's people roaming around. I joined a guild and, it, you know, it's it's nice to have a little bit of social aspect. I'm not saying it's it's super social because sometimes like larger guilds, older guilds, you know, sometimes it's just guilds that people go to just to kind of have a name over their head and, and get like guild benefits for that. But mm. it, I kind of went in and done like some dungeons with, with guild people and got to experience that and been playing through the story, which I'm really enjoying. I think the the, the narrative is, is really interesting. I feel like mm. you almost don't get enough in the way that Guild Wars 2 presents itself is the fact that you don't really have those conventional fetch quests and quest hubs, no. do you? You have just areas out in the world where you can contribute to, you can slay enemies, help out locals, and you you feel like a progress heart. And once that's full, you get some XP and then you can move on to somewhere it, else. It, and- for, for all the Warcraft people, I guess it, it's sort of like just doing quest. Uh, I mean, leveling is just being just doing world quests in every zone. <laughs> Sort yeah, of. pretty pretty much a world quest that you don't repeat or anything, and mm. you have like an overall map progress, and you you get XP for doing everything. You know, you get XP for mining, mm. uh, cutting down trees, killing enemies, rezzing people, and taking part in events. Just you can just be out in the world, and you're just getting XP. Almost feels like you know or- organically in a way. And then every ten levels, you go to do part of your story, which I think is nice but sometimes you're just like missing a part of what the world is about outside of that so i tried Mm. to take a bit more time to be like okay i'm gonna like listen to npcs i'm gonna try and talk to npcs even though they're not anything to do with a quest or anything like that and just getting a bit more immersed into the world it seems to have worked I'm, i'm now max level and i'm starting to finish up on the kind of first story there that that came with the main game and then i i I bought the expansions as well to Hmm. to prepare for that and you know it might not it might not be something that i play like hardcore it might be just something that i'm gonna keep going through the story and i don't know if once i get that done that i'm gonna be up for some sort of end game grind but i really do appreciate that world and the the style of the game and i think it it does mmo a little bit different from everyone else in a way from that just kind of that i don't want to say copy and paste of world of warcraft but i know world of warcraft influenced a lot of mmos and how how they operate and i Mm. think guild wars 2 is one of those ones that it's doing things a little bit different and i think in some ways that's alienated a lot of people from playing it but then that's for me what makes it yeah but i mean i don't I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing that it, it that it does that a game doesn't speak to everyone. I think that's how it should be because I mean, I I probably won't be playing the new FIFA game, for instance. But that's perfectly fine. There's other people who would do that. Michael, uh, Michael will play that. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't don't know. Does Michael play games like that? Yep. Okay, there we go. I didn't. I don't feel like I know him anymore. Um, <laughs> or I'm making stuff up, but. I know my Mike, Michael likes no, now we, Coach Michael. Come on, Coach Michael. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Now the next FIFA game, Michael will own it. 
that that's here. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to the two nerds, maybe more special. <laughs> yep, um, me too. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I don't, don't even know what I wanted to say anymore. Anyway, let's move on to uh, our main topic. Uh, but I think you want to sort of segue into it because you've played one more game, right? Played one more game, Marty, or lived one more game? <laughs> lived. <laughs> so I've been, I've been all in on the Fall Guys hype. And I'm not not afraid to to say that. I mean, usually coming from like my my podcast of three actual lives, where I'm like, I'm going to talk about stuff that's not making the the front page. Mm. But I feel like I can get away with it because Fall Guys is an indie game and it's doing hella well <laughs> as an understatement. It's it's blowing away. Like it's it's come along and it's just boom. It, it's kind of changed everything right now. And yeah. I've just been enjoying playing it. And I think one of the big things for me is that Fall Guys, I think, is a game that's fun to play, but it's also a fun game to watch, and <laughs> which is which is uh, which is helpful if you if you if you you know get eliminated fairly early and you're just spectating your friends. But the thing I found with it is that it's been a game that I'm playing, but then maybe one of your friends sees you playing it as well and they're like, yeah, let's, you know, join. <laughs> it. You know, it's almost like... Can I join? Can I join? Yeah, and you're not even, like, making the... You know, you're not even making the effort to arrange that or say, like, no. it's just kind of people are gravitating towards it. And even uh, last night, I was just at my computer. I had Steam open and one of... I'm going to call him my friend, but it, it's somebody that I know through Twitch streaming. They stream a lot. I've been in their stream a lot and they pop into my stream sometimes as well. And we've just kind of known each other through popping into each other's streams. Like we've never mm. had a conversation, you know, vo- you know, voice to voice. And mm. I'm in, I'm in their discord and they, they shot me an invite to play fall guys. And I'm like, Oh, you're just sending me an invite to, to play fall guys. You're not even saying hello. And the, the joke kind of was like about a week ago, I said, I tweeted them and said like, we should play this sometimes. And, and she was mm. like, yep, yeah, well you said you wanted to play. And I was like, okay, so I jumped on Discord and just like talking away, like, you know, like just kind of been been friends for, for years sort of thing. And it just was like, yeah, like that's the, the magic of this kind of game, like bringing people mm. together and just making connections. And I, I just have a similar feeling as well. Like when Rocket League come out, mm. like Rocket League came out and it was just like, yeah, uh, Marty, Rocket League's a game with like cars and a ball. And you're like, okay. And I'm like, I think you'd like it. And then suddenly, like, we're just playing this game with cars and balls Nonstop. all the time. Yeah. And it's and it's just that, like, oh yeah, let's just play one more game. Let's play. And it's just, it to me, I'm just feeling that with Fall Guys of just these mini games. And yeah, there's some frustration there. Yeah, nobody likes Team Yellow. Yeah, nobody likes Team Games. But <laughs> for me, I think that's part of the experience of just like, yeah, some things are. Are not quite right some some things feel a little bit like oh it's making my blood boil a little bit but it's that aspect of party games for me like i've played mario party and you get that it's i think it's a different type of frustration it's a different type of it's not rage but it's just this it's almost i think it's the competitive competitive spirit in you that, that mm. comes out and you know you're you're dropping a few f-bombs you're <laughs> you're cursing people a few <laughs> a few yes yeah, so the, the swear the swear jar is overflow of uh, this month <laughs> for sure <laughs> but uh no there's just something good about it there's just something that feels good about it. and i feel like not not to to bring up 2020 and just the the year it is being and continues to be 
but I think Fall Guys has come along and just offered some really light relief from mm. from 2020. I, I and that sounds a bit like first worldish there, but I think in in the gaming space, it's just been really refreshing. It's come along and it's kind of mm. been like it, it. It's nice to. It's a welcome distraction. I think it's and it's really. It's it's changed everything. I mean, on one of my latest episodes of Three Extra Lives, I'm talking about games that have changed everything, and I, I would say Fall Guys has changed everything right now. Look at yeah. the numbers on Twitch. Look at the the, the sales great. for that game, and just it's just that game that's come along. Going, oh, have you played Fall Guys yet? You know, and <laughs> you, you you can have a, a session with your friends, and you'll have a good time. Like it, you just seem yeah. to have a good time automatically michael might not agree with that statement but, <laughs> but michael's not here so, so i'm just gonna say that doesn't matter doesn't matter then doesn't matter uh, no and i mean i mean it's not a big surprise is it that this game would do so well because it's made by a big triple a company and there's a lot of advertising involved it's just it's just one of those games you know game changer planned game changer right that, that, that's how it works right well marty i hate to break it to you but fall guys is an indie game. What? I'm out of here. This show is over. Don't need to talk anymore about that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually what we're going to talk a little bit more about, the rise of indie games. Um, because I think, I, I, at least I know that for me, that's a little bit of a stigma still to indie games, where I'm thinking, oh, it's, you know, I think, you know, basically what I'm thinking when I hear the, the, the name indie game is that it's, you know, a side-scrolling platform game that is very pixelated. That That's the, the, the first image that, that jumps to my mind when you say it's an indie game. Um, or at least if it's not a platformer, then it's very pixelated and, and uh, you know, 20-year-old graphics, stuff like that. And I don't really feel like because we, we we just wrote down a few games here and we'll 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 probably mention them throughout the show and I don't feel like you can actually say that anymore and I think that's a lot of reasons for that so maybe we can touch about that as well. Um, but I mean I think we probably should start with where we, one of the very not probably not the first but at least the, the first big success when it comes to indie games, um, or at least one of the first ones, which is Minecraft. Um, which is a game we both we both have both have played to to different different styles. I mean, I like to to build upwards and you know houses and castles and stuff like that. You are a little bit more like you just want to dig straight down and then that's it. <laughs> well, I mean that was that was quite a while ago. My my first forage into Minecraft was digging deep holes and being very fascinated by holes. And that is not a quote I want <laughs> repeated. <laughs> But I um, mean, the, the tweets for this week's episode just write themselves now. It's, it's awesome. Exactly. Thanks, thanks Tom. Jeez, <laughs> uh, what have I done? But yeah, I mean, Minecraft, one of the one of the biggest selling games of all time, with with regards to that, and, and started off as an indie game, and obviously got to a point where now it's uh, is it Mojang and, and Microsoft have 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 their uh, greasy palms all over that. But that, I mean, that started off relatively small i remember like that coming along and then just just blowing up and i think just just to kind of acknowledge as well like indie games when you think about it as well like i think you kind of forget like back before you know like the rise of you know like steam and everything like Mm. back back when i was in like college like i was playing web browser games and things like that and that's 
you know that's in indie games in its purest form as well you know flash games and, and things like mm. that yeah. which and, and i know that and that also takes then a step back from like in the 70s and 80s re- reading more about this of like you know programmers that were se- selling like you know sending out their like copies of, of games that they'd created which mm. you know was a lot cheaper than actually going to buy like official officially published games it's really interesting to see that history so i think when like the internet came along and we had these flash games and and interestingly enough a, a game that we don't have oh we do have a wrote down here uh, super hot like that game mm. started as like a browser game that game started within a browser and then actually i think minecraft did as well i think the original was a java played in uh, java game played in yeah. the browser i remember that i had that i played that and then i got the, the real but yeah sorry sidetrack but yeah yeah no no problem and i think it, it's really you almost forget about the days of of web browser game web browser games are still out there but i i don't i don't know how popular they are compared to just i'm not gonna say actual games because i still would class web browser games as as, as gaming if, if, if that's kind of scratching your scratching your itch mm. kind of you know along the lines of like mobile gaming but to, to see games kind of evolve from web browser to now like oh this is you know we're in 2020 and this is a, an, a you know really well-selling game it's had commercial success and you know it stemmed from maybe some something you were just clicking through to on a, on a website that also sounds wrong and you were <laughs> and you were playing it there and now it's you know it's a big title and and, and coming from there mm. and yeah my minecraft obviously i i feel like when we were talking before the show it was like oh yeah you know minecraft came along and that potentially opened doors as well Mm. and you know that did change that and that's still changing the landscape i mean minecraft is still a massive massive game right now it's so crazy yeah yeah it's so crazy because i know a lot of my 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 friends uh who uh started has gotten kids by now and stuff like that their kids are playing minecraft and one of them even you know started doing his own minecraft youtube channel and stuff like that i'm like but that game is so freaking old and it's still pixelated what what's going on how is this possible but you know it's uh, no it, it just really shows that you know at the end of the day if you have a really really good gameplay idea graphics doesn't really matter that much uh, as long as the core game of it is is good and the idea is good and, and whatever your story is about uh, your game is about is good yeah i mean you kind of touched on like that pixelated graphics and i think there is a, a genre like a sub-genre of indie games you know like your metroidvania games where mm-hmm. you know they are the side-scrolling pixel games that you maybe are reminded of like something you'd play on your mega drive or your your super nintendo and i think yeah it's, it's easy just to think like that's that's what indie games are and i know like maybe you've had that in your head that that's kind of what indie games are and i think even just like you looking at the list of like oh that's an indie game that's mm-hmm. an indie game and it's like yep. yeah there's such a there's such a diverse range and i think that's the wonder of indie games that they bring a perspective that sometimes the AAA titles don't. Yeah. That they they're able to venture into areas and narratives that potentially don't get touched on in AAA titles because oh that won't sell very well. I mean we only have to look at the likes of the comments that have come out of Ubisoft recently regarding Assassin's Creed games mm-hmm. of like yeah we don't want a female protagonist oh. because those games don't sell as well and that's that's venturing into a, a a slightly different territory but at the same time within indie companies just having that that control of 
what they're trying to do a bit more and you do see mm. so much more creativity i think and i'm not i'm not shitting on triple a titles here because there's some great triple a titles that come out that tell amazing stories that are graphically stunning that are an absolute pleasure to play but mm. sometimes you get into that run of the mill of like titles that are just churning out we, year we, after year we need a new assassin's creed every year that's a great idea people would love that right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i mean again i'm not saying the assassin's creed genre that's bad it's just i feel like in some ways the the trip a lot of triple a titles can play it safe in in what they're doing they have a winning formula you see mm. i mean we mentioned fifa earlier you know the sports games they have a winning formula that they they tweak a little bit each year but mm. i don't think it it changes too much like it doesn't come along and go oh my god they're doing things totally different now you know mm. you you see it and in indie titles you, you come across titles like whoa this is like you know this is thinking outside the box a little bit this is doing things this is doing puzzle games a little bit different yeah. and of course in the indie space then you do get titles that are just like oh this is very similar to this game this is very mm. sim and there are a lot of people that get inspired by other indie developers or they're just maybe make, working on their first project as well and that's not going to be as in-depth or as mind-blowing as something that you maybe see from a developer that you know has a bigger team or you know you've got mm. various you just got such a diverse range of of team sizes and, and backgrounds and people that are, are working on indie games and as someone that's kind of paid a bit more attention over the last year to the indie game space i'm constantly blown away just by the you know the amount of games that are coming out and i think that's but that's also potentially a, a problem i mean i i don't think it's a problem in one way because it's like well we live in an age now where every day there is hundreds of games coming out but at the same time, that is a problem because discoverability, it's like, oh, well, these games come out and potentially people don't see them, people don't people don't play them, people don't hear of them, and then that developer doesn't... Maybe that they put all this time into a game that, that didn't work. Mm. I, I also find it really interesting to see how the indie scene actually has pushed games to the forefront that we haven't that that you know big triple a studios have deemed like no we can't make money on these type of games so we won't touch them anymore and i'm talking of rpgs michael and i talked a bit about it as well earlier that you know rpgs like the stand the the, no, the standard rpgs like your Baldur's gate for instance games like that uh they just weren't made for a very long time um, and then the indie scene actually brought them back with uh, Divinity, uh, Original Sin, and, and Pillars of is it Pillar of, Pillar of Eternity? Pillars of Eternity, yeah, yeah, yeah. Games like that that actually ha has shown that indie games like that has shown that hey, there is actually a market for this. And now we're actually getting a new Baldur's Gate. I mean, it's funny how it works. All of a sudden, that now the, the big guys see that oh, okay, maybe maybe this can work. Maybe there is an audience for it. And um, so so. I think that's that aspect as well that indie games can actually, you know, show some of the big, big guys that hey, maybe, maybe, maybe there is something here. And just to, just to kind of continue that narrative and actually talk about a game that's not on our list. And mm -hmm. I was talking about various team sizes, and one one game that has probably been one of the biggest indie game successes. I mean, in sales probably as well, but just in notability is Stardew Valley. Now that mm, game yeah. was made by one person. One person pretty much grinded on that for five years and, and 
polish the absolute shit out of that yeah. to make it like one of the best like uh farming life simulator games that that's around it's still still getting updated now as well and yeah, i've played that i've played that tom yep you've played that you've, played, you've enjoyed that and that I like that the story behind that game of just this one developer who couldn't couldn't get into the video game industry because they didn't have the you know the the experience there. So mm. they're like, well, I'm I'm gonna make my own game as my portfolio. Yeah. And they, they spent so much time on this game that their 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 partner was supporting them so they could continue working on this game. And when they finally got it out there, it was like such a commercial success as well. And it's like That's amazing. There, there is people like individuals working on titles like like Stardew Valley. There's gonna there's gonna be other Stardew Valley stories of like individuals or small teams working on something like that that comes along and it's just like, wow, like hmm. what one person worked on that game, one person, and it's just it's just mind blowing to 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 kind of see the you know the love and the you know the real care that you can see in some of those games. It's like. Like I can, I can see the the humanity in this game, mm. and to to know that it's like to know like oh like one person made that. I don't know. There's something very very special about that, and obviously that's a little bit of a, a more unique story. But that that's some of the stories coming out of the indie game space, and it's not you know again because we've got such a large volume of games, it's it's not always going to be the way for for everyone as well. And no. I think like that's that's kind of what draws me to indie games as well as is trying to play more indie games and trying to be like oh well this this is a game i like want to tell my friends to go play and and to try Mm. it out and it's i'm not i'm not gonna like change the world of like suddenly i've made a million people download a game but for me it's special for me to be like invested in an indie game and just to be like hey like go check this out like you're gonna get it you're gonna get a kick out of this and, and I think that's, that's important that someone does that because uh, I, I do feel like also when it comes to indie games, they it's not like they have a big budget to do advertisement and stuff like that because, you know what, when that new Call of Duty game is coming out, we'll know, everyone will know, but when, when that uh, new uh, Stardew Valley 2, or probably Stardew Valley 2, we'll probably know about it, but when the first one came out, I mean, it's not like they had huge adver- advertisement for it. it. It just had to, you know, stand... The, the judgment of, of, of all the, the, the people on Steam <laughs> um, to, to get a good review and, and, lo- and a lot of love thrown at it that way. So they, you know, so so I think it's cool that someone is out there and, and being like, hey, actually try and pay attention to this small game. It, it, it's, it, it's a good fun. And because I, I'm not investigating the, 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 you know, the indie game scene too much, um, but... I mean, you you have uh, uh, pointed me towards a few games, so I've, I've watched you live stream some of it, and I actually went out and bought the game. Even, even though I never really actually got into or actually played the games, I did go out and buy them because it looked cool, looked something that would be interesting to me. So I don't mind then supporting, you know, a, a developer like that. And I think in some ways, indie games are, are more accessible, aren't they, to players? Because you know when you've got your AAA title it's like oh you want 50 bucks for this or something and mm. i don't know i feel i feel a bit uncomfortable dropping like that kind of dough on games these days because i'm like well 
I'd rather wait just a little bit. But when it comes to like an indie game, it's like, oh, this is ten dollars. You know, it's got some initial positive reviews. That's that's mm-hmm. to me that sounds like a good investment. That that I'm gonna get you know something back from that. Whereas these days with like AAA titles, I think it's easier to get burned in that regard of like, oh, yeah. I, I've, I've dropped all this and and now you, you've got microtransactions in your, in your game or, or whatever and and you know I feel I feel slightly uncomfortable with that not not saying that there isn't indie games out there that don't have microtransactions because you know we mentioned Fall Guys that has microtransactions <laughs> that has yep. a currency in there but I think I think in some ways that that's okay because the, these games still need supported long term with regards to the, the content that they're adding and I know cosmetically i think there's a way to do it ethically and i know a lot of games are still going kind of that loot box uh route as well i know we're kind of going off on a bit of a tangent (laughs) here as well it's okay but um like as someone that hears the word microtransaction and has always been very cautious about microtransactions i think i understand it more in certain games than Mm. others because when you've got like EA bringing out a, a, a $60, $70 game and the next thing you're going in and they're like, hey, microtransactions. And you're like, yeah. what the actual fuck? Like, <laughs> are you for real? Like, yeah. are you for real? And and to me, that that borders more like more along the lines of utter greed than yeah. a way to sustain a game. Yeah, I have to agree. And I think we could talk a lot about that as well if we wanted to, but we're slowly running out of town time. Uh, I don't know if you're running out of town, but we are running are you out, run of me out of town. I don't live in a town, so I'm definitely not out so of town. Our, oh, no, I am out of town then. I'm out of town. Our, I already did that. I already did run out. Um, but I would just quickly want to mention that if you also, like me, have a little bit of like feeling that, hey, uh, indie games equal pixelated graphics uh, we have talked about this game firstly it's called Volson. it's a, an ARPG like Diablo and it looks way better than Diablo um, so you know it, it doesn't really necessarily compare like that uh, Volson have some other issues though that you know not because it's an indie game, but it just have some issues that that you know they they can't fix stuff as quickly as as you know a big AAA developer obviously can, but they're slowly doing it and they're, they're listening. And I think that's one of the things with indie uh, developers as well that they they have to they don't have to, but they do tend to listen more to to you know the the players um, as well over time. And, and just to add add to your ARPG. Mm. Uh, and maybe a game I would I would rank slightly higher than Walchin is Path of yeah. Exile, which yeah. I think is an incredible not only an incredible indie game but an also an incredible free to play game, which you don't have to spend a penny in that game. But I know it is is incredibly well supported by its community because of the the work and the the constant updates that that game gets. Absolutely. And even though it's it's probably a bit more on the hardcore side of of ARPGs, mm-hmm. I've I put a bit of time in, into that game over the last few months and I just I'm very appreciative of games that are free to play. There's not many of them that are free to play and are constantly updated. Warframe is another game that mm. you you might have have heard when, like these are the games that kind of came out and maybe struggled a little bit to to make a foothold. Now they're doing incredible work, constant updates. I don't know how they're doing it, you know, constant updates, free to play and just just providing like 
I don't know, consistency in that regard because I, I look at something like Warframe and I look at something like Destiny 2. Destiny mm-hmm. 2 right now is like, hey, we're um, we're removing content from our game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you look at Warframe, it's like, oh, another Warframe update. I mean, it can be slightly overwhelming. I get content updates can be slightly overwhelming, but I don't know. I, I look at a game and see it getting updated. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's getting supported. That's getting love. And isn't, I, isn't, I, isn't Bungie technically an indie studio now? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, one last thing that I just quickly want to mention. If you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't watched the trailer or the gameplay footage from this game, go have a look at Black Myth Wukong. Um, it looks absolutely stunning. It's an indie game, but it looks so freaking good and people have been loving it it's it's went viral viral and after it went viral the 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 developers actually said we're sorry there's a few mistakes in there like stuff that wasn't uh, good enough quality for them and i'm like hey i don't see where that quality is is lacking because that gameplay trailer looks freaking amazing um so i I don't know if it's a game for me per se but i can still appreciate that this is you know an indie game indie studio small team that has created that because it looks so freaking good yeah i mean it's interesting now that potentially we get into to grounds of like well we, we we have independent studios that are are very well funded and have bigger budgets and then we have like soul developers working on projects as well and i think the the term indie game as well i I mean just just having this conversation with you today Mm. i feel like there's way more branches to that tree of indie game than than just what we're talking about because yes technically you're saying like oh bungie bungie is now an indie developer and that is technically true is- yeah, I, I think I think Ninja Theory, who's also a cool developer, who's an independent studio, they they coined the term triple I, so triple okay, independent. Yeah. So where it's like it's on the scale scope, whatever, of a triple A game, but it's still an indie studio. So it's a little bit larger than you know just a, a guy in his bedroom coding. And uh, but 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 it, it's definitely interesting. Anyway, do you have any last comments, Tom? Because if not, then I think we should probably end this thing. It's it's, it's probably safe, safe for me to to say no more. I mean, again, <laughs> this this is a it's just one of those topics that you could probably yeah. go on all day about. There's there's we we've probably done a lot of games some injustice by not mentioning them, and we we didn't want to just be sitting here listing games off did we that we just kind of wanted a, a general discussion about it and i, I think yeah. i think we i think we done that i think we done that I, I think so too so first of all thank you so much tom for uh joining now that that mike michael needed some some well-deserved rest uh if people want to to know more about indie games where can they do that is that is that a good source that they can go to yes well if you want to hear more about indie games and you like trivia why not subscribe to my podcast, Three Extra Lives, which is a, it's now a bi-weekly show. And I talk about indie games, stories that are not quite making the front page and feel-good video game stories in there as well. I don't know. Did I just say that? Have I just repeated myself? I don't know. Three Extra Lives over on social media. I also stream a bit on twitch.tv. Three Extra Lives. Three Extra Lives. Put, put that in your search engine. Don't click on images. Just kidding. It's probably fine. You'll find me 
everywhere there on on social media and on the Twitch as well. There we go. You can uh, let us know what your favorite indie game is, and you can do that by uh, you can send us an email if you want to. It's two nerds maybe more gmail You can find us on Twitter at two nerds maybe more, but two is the number two uh, because Twitter has a max length to names apparently. So. There it is. Uh, or you can go to our website where you can find all the previous episodes or you can also message us through the website which is twonerdsmaybemore.com And with that, I think there's nothing else to say but thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll be back next week with or without Michael. It's yet to, yet to be seen. Spoiler alert, it's without. Um, so yeah, <laughs> have fun everyone. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studios. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com